Porch Podcast. Thank you for listening to us. Front Porch Podcast. Talking about things and stuff. Hi, and welcome back to the Front Porch Podcast uh, once again. Uh, here, doing Spooky Sessions Part 2, and uh, talking talk about more of uh, the spooky going on goings-on in western New York. My name, once again, is Phil, along, as always, with Jared and Mike. Say hi. Hey, everyone. No, which one is which? Yes. Me. Okay, perfect. Uh, and, yeah, today we're doing Part 2 of our spooky sessions and it's gonna get it's gonna get weird and we're gonna get it kicked off right now if you haven't listened to part one give that a listen we got six there we're gonna do six more here and it's gonna be part of an ongoing series so keep it tuned here and we're gonna get it kicked off with jared what are you talking about all right so i'm talking about the central terminal and uh it was it was built from funding from new york city and it's located on the city's east side as it was like the exact midway point between Chicago and New York City. Uh, so <laughs> they built it there because they figured that Buffalo was going to become this sprawling metropolis. Wait, it didn't? It did. Have you seen the Central Terminal? I mean, it's pretty centric. It's sprawling. It's like right in the middle of not, not much. Exactly. It's terminally central. It's terminally central. central. But, uh, yeah, so didn't quite pan out the way they thought. Uh, obviously, a guy from New York City was like, oh, it's going to be a big city, just like our city. Was uh, he Italian? He was. He was pro- I'm <laughs> he assuming he Italian? was Italian. He probably was. He's like, yo, just step came over. We're going to make just... the trains go through here. <laughs> it's going to be a spicy meatball. <laughs> the guy probably should have been constructing pizza Gabagoo. instead of terminals, but here we are. He's making terminal so, pizza. No. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, d- despite are fans of it called termites? Yes. Okay. Jesus. So despite its location, it actually did have it did see a good span of prosperity from like 1929 to the 1950s, and a lot of that had to do with like the war effort going on, World War One, World War Two, and all that. There was just a lot of you know back. Thank and you, forth. World Wars. How is it doing in the 1930s? It was good. Even during during the Great Depression? Yeah, Depart- even during the, the Great Depression. It was still still kicking. And you know why? Why it's is that? Because it's in the central. It, it was centrally located. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> where the hell was I? So, uh, yeah, soon after this period, though, it did see a sharp decline in services that were already being cut by the 1960s. Uh, Eventually, it closed its doors in 79, um, but it was kind of like a slow process of one thing after another being cut off, and Niagara Falls was pulled, and then it was kind of like, all right, we see the writing on the wall here, uh... Other terminals started popping up in the city in different spots that were a little bit better located. But what could be better located than the central terminal? Uh, maybe downtown. Yeah. And then maybe near the airport. That's fair. Mm-hmm. 
But this so, one was central. And it makes yeah. me sad that it's not. I mean, Jared took a drone over there the other day. Mm. He did. He did. I did, and I crashed that so hard. <laughs> that I had a crackhead walk up to me while I was crashing it. Saying, really? Yo, man, I, I ain't seen you in forever. How you doing? And I was like, Oh, that's nice that you knew him. Don't think you've ever seen me, bud, but all right. Like, I just crashed my drone. <laughs> it's like, oh, sick. Let me get a dollar. And I was like, I, I'm not going to give you a dollar. Wait, 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 wait. He knew you, and you couldn't hook the man up with a dollar? Well, I, did, I don't know. Like, I needed to eat, too, that day. What the fuck are you getting with a dollar? McDonald's. That's fair. See? That's fair. Yeah. There it is. Or, I didn't say I was living well. Yeah. If you have $4, then you go to Wendy's. That's true. That's like the creme de la creme. Yes. Of cheap food. But, okay. Uh, You can check. You can see that video over on our Instagram, by the way. Definitely check it out. Jared did okay with it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what? Eight seconds? But. Yeah. It was sick. Eight seconds of crash. It's a hot eight seconds. (laughs) Hot takes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So, I guess you're going to be asking me at this point, like, where does the haunting come in? And uh, many people said their their final goodbyes to their significant others who were going off to war. Uh, oh. There was, yeah, there was just, like, a lot of... Excuse me, I had a burp. There was just a lot of high-energy... Uh, you know, th- things like that. Like, very emotional things going on with that with the you know the war effort people who didn't get to see their sons come back or you know fathers go off to war that never came back um so this also this you know contributes to why there might be such a high energy still encapsulated there but uh apparently there were also deaths associated with the building but I had a really hard time tracking down what those might have been or what they were. So we're just going to leave that at... We're going to take that for face value, I guess. But, uh, yeah. So people have said that they've heard disembodied voices and seen ghostly apparitions. Uh, in fact, the show Ghost Hunters came to the terminal in uh, Season 4, Episode 17... And it was called Speaking with the Dead. And they... Oh, continue. Uh, oh, so they claim to have heard some of these things and seen an apparition. Has Zach Baggins been there? Unfortunately not. I... I would have been the first one to show up and be like, yeah, Zach. I can't... Love I, the shirt, dude. I can't Love com- the shirt. communicate <laughs> with Zach Baggins anymore on uh, social media. He blocked me. Mm-hmm. And why did he block you, Mike? Because... He had a movie, which I don't think I'm allowed to mention, but he had a movie, and I watched it, and just like any mega fan of any superstar celebrity, such as Zach, I tweeted at him, and I said, Zach, he was getting a lot of hate for this film, so I said, hey, Zach, listen, don't listen to any of these people. This movie is pure genius. It could win an Oscar for a comedy. And he instantly blocked me. And I have felt a certain way about that for quite a while now. It was supposed to be scary, but I thought it was funny. And I thought he was being ironic. 
Mike, the man lost his eyesight working on this. Many people have lost their eyesight, Jared. <laughs> Zach just did it in a creative way. I had such a hard time keeping a straight face saying that. I know nobody sees my face, but, you know, you can hear it in the voice. Uh. I'm blind! <laughs> There's ghosts and I'm blind! And I'm blind! Did he get... No, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Did he get angry at the ghosts in the movie like it is per usual dude he ripped off his shirt he ripped off his skin tight shirt and there was another shirt that grew on him after he ripped it off but he was also mad at like flesh and bone people too like he really expanded out well that's i mean that's i mean while we're on zach baggins can i tell you my favorite zach baggins story yeah sure absolutely um so every year he what was the show ghost encounters or uh Ghost Adventures. Adventures? Ghost, Adve- Ghost yeah. Adventures, whatever the fuck it is. Adventure yeah, Ghosts. And uh, every year, like they all do, he does like a Halloween live special, whatever. And there was this one that they wrapped up early. And in one of the, like at seven o'clock at night, before there, any of the quote unquote weird stuff is supposed to happen, he's talking to a rabbi. And this ra- he's, go- he's trying to go up the rabbi into saying something the rabbi doesn't want to say. He's like, do you feel like any demonic presence is here? And the rabbi's like, no. <laughs> he's like, the, the rabbi's, he's like, rabbi, do you think that there's an angry spirit around us? He's like, no. And he's like, what do you feel here? And he's like, well, nothing that'll fit your script. And then that, that rabbi was, they cut. He's like, all right, we got, we're, we're, we got to move on. We're going to go to a different room. And that rabbi has never seen again the rest of the special. I, I know exactly Jesus. what you're talking about yeah. because we watched that before. And laughed about that so hard. Yep. <laughs> Fucking rabbi. Was like, oh, Blowing okay. up his spot for him. And yeah. then they ended that night early on? because nothing was happening. Well, it happens. I mean, nights, you know, sometimes, you know, the CGI isn't working or and whatever. So. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's really hard to get the nipples right when, you, when you're CGIing the shirt on Baggins. All right, guys. So real quick. Let me, Zach, let me if just... you're listening to this podcast, please. I love you. Contact me. Unblock me. <laughs> Let me just wrap this up. We real want quick. Zach Baggins. We want you as a guest, please. So anyway, after all of that, after the show aired, <laughs> not Zach Baggins once not, again. Not Baggins. Not Baggins. Uh, after the show aired, the one with the fat bald guy and the other guy. Yes, those who were good. There was a spike in interest for ghost tours, and the terminal sees the opportunity to offer these through appointments, which are still available to this day. So if you ever want to just go walk around there and, you know, try to see if you find ghosts or feel some sort of crazy energy or something wild like that, you can. You can make an appointment. You know, I've been to the terminal just for, like, just, I did a ghost hunt there once. I think you might have been with me. Were you with me for that? No. Jared? No? I went there once for, like, a ghost hunt or whatever. And uh, it was actually really cool just to see, like, all the stuff in there and like just the old decrepit building. Like everyone keeps saying that we got to restore the central terminal and like, it's going to cost a fuck load of money. Like oh, when you walk they've been yeah. trying for years. When you walk through there they and you been, see yeah. it, it's like, Oh, no wonder this hasn't been done yet, but it is a sweet place to be. It really is. Yeah. It, it's, it's a really awesome building. It's like made in the art deco style, which a lot of stuff is in Buffalo. But it's yeah, it's it's. They tried to make it like really Buffalo's cool. Penn Station. Yeah, exactly. And 
just nothing came of it except uh, yeah. guys going to meet their doom in World War Two. Yeah. Ba- and yeah. band photos. Well. I th- is every band in Buffalo I, taking pictures at the Those are like terminal? doom Most bands, too. Like, what do you Hey, I took, I'm not doom, and I took one there. Yeah. You could I was been. like, cha. Were you trying Look to at be? Me. Well, maybe. Hmm. I just really like trains. Don't judge me. Why? Don't judge me. Okay, I may, I'm not judging you. I asked you not to judge I me. I just want to know why. I asked you Nothing as a wrong friend with trains. not to judge me. Okay, but why trains? Like the band train? No. Drops of Jupiter in no. your hair? No. No. If anything, Soul Sisters, okay. Ah, uh, all right. Okay, shut up. Moving on. Um, don't ever meant say those words in my face again. Hey, Soul Philly. <laughs> why are you so silly? Just, well, just know that if your favorite band is Train, I don't want to know you. Um, I am going to be talking about the Buffalo and Erie County Naval and Military Park, a place I've been to approximately three times. <clears throat> and none of those times has been at night. I don't know if it's open at night, but I feel like it would be a lot cooler at night. be a lot cooler mm. if it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are three boats there. Um I have no idea what a class is in boat, so if you know, please let us know. DM us on Twitter or Instagram what a class means, because the three boats there are a Cleveland-class cruiser, the USS Little Rock, the Fletcher-class destroyer, the USS Sullivan's, and the submarine, the USS Croker. And the Sullivan's is actually a boat named after a famous group of brothers, the Sullivan Brothers. And the Sullivan brothers are famous because they were aboard a ship called the USS Juno back in World War II. And all five brothers, George, Francis, Joseph, Madison, and Albert, uh, who were aged 20 to 27, were on that boat. It got hit. It sank. And all five brothers died, which prompted a change in military code where basically if brothers are in the army uh, and there's only one sibling left, that sibling goes home, which was pretty much the plot of saving Saving ryan's privates yes Mm -hmm. i've seen that one uh one of uh tom hanks's best movies it's got uh that gif that a lot of people don't know what it's from it's the young guy it's matt damon turning old ah yes and it's from the end of saving private ryan Mm. i always loved in that movie where like tom hanks is like laying there and he's, and he's shooting he's a shooting gun at a tank. tank. <laughs> and then just remember like in the in the Michael Bay cut where like I don't know if you've ever seen it, but in the Bay cut, when he shoots the tank, a fucking nuke explodes and basically ends World War Two. Yeah, I saw that. It was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I have not. I don't well, know. Yeah. Michael Bay, man. He would. You know? You you should see there's, his uh remake there's... of Driving Miss Daisy too. The car. Just Morgan just blows the fucking car, dude. The car's Bumblebee, and Morgan Freeman's like, what yes. the fuck? Mm-hmm. Basically. Uh, but, yeah, the, the USS Sullivan's named after one of the brothers, and that's actually one of the ghosts that people think haunts the Sullivan's. <clears throat> one of the brothers, I think uh, it was George, if I read it, if I remember correctly. Uh, but uh, the U.S., the Navy Park, it's actually kind of creepy, because if you've ever been there, uh, especially in the submarine uh, it's very claustrophobic. Uh, it's all metal. Basically, if you've seen any movies with like boats or submarines in World War II, it's basically that. And uh, screw being on a submarine even now. 
because I'm not being in a metal tube underwater where if one screw pops out, it's going to create a whole chain reaction where you're fucked and you're dead. Yeah, that's terrifying to me. Yeah. There's things. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then there's torpedoes and and there's mines and shit. And I've seen U571 and Hunting Red October. And that shit ain't for me. All right, put me. I'd rather be on like a regular boat, like uh, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. in Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Wow. Well, you, you have to wow. take those big ass guns and fucking. At least, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that would be sweet. I didn't yeah. like that movie because of the war stuff. I just liked the love stuff. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Thank you for loving. Who now? Who who were you rooting for? Were you Team Ben or Team Hartnett? I was Team Japan. Okay. All right. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was that the wrong answer? Oh, my bad. My bad. Um, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. My bad. Hartnet. Now, all three of these boats saw action in World War II. Uh, a couple of them saw action in uh, subsequent wars like the Korean War, which I think was the 50s. Uh and then they were pretty much all decommissioned in the 60s. Some of them, I think one of them, the submarine, was around in the 80s as well. And then that got decommissioned. And uh, the, the park has been moved multiple times. Because uh, I think, I, well, you were telling me the water, something was wrong with the water. And they had I, to move it. Yeah, like yeah. I think it was years ago they had to move the ships out, if I remember correctly. I don't know how long ago it was exactly, but the water, just that still water sitting around it for so long, it just, I remember it just, it stunk. I think you're right, yeah. It just smelled like straight sewer. It was so bad. And mm-hmm. I know they, they pulled them all out and something like that just kind of like, I don't know if they, like, vacuum like i know it sounds stupid but like vacuumed in like pumped in new water just to kind of get it moving into the lake or not i don't know i couldn't find anything i saw that it was moved uh but i couldn't find a reason for why the ships were moved and you guys have lived here longer than i have so yeah it was just like Mm. smelling Mm. like shit and they were just like yeah time to do something i've never been on the ships though i've been down there a million times i've never actually been on the ships they're they're cool from uh seeing them from canal side during shows Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah, they look sweet. Uh, but I, I've been on there a few times, and uh, the submarine especially, very claustrophobic. And there is some weird weird vibes going on inside of uh, the ships. It's very, like you can tell that stuff went down <clears throat> within the walls of these ships. Uh, and there is a little bit of a haunted history to them. And this is coming from uh, a book called Haunted Buffalo, Ghosts of the Queen City. It was written by Dwayne Claude and Cassidy O'Connor. Yes, Michael? You're good. Okay. And Just waving, because that's my last name, O'Connor. Are you related? No. Okay. Just happy to be here. Uh, and f- folks have heard unexplained footsteps aboard the USS Sullivan's, and the story is it is George that one of the brothers uh, wanders the ship in search of the lost brothers. Uh, another story is an elderly couple. They were on a tour. And the ship at one point approached a naval officer to ask a question, and the officer gladly helped them out. Later, however, they tried to locate him and thank him, and they were told there was no officer on board the ship that day. Uh, There's also another story that people claim there's an angry spirit named John on board the submarine who is said to pull hair 
and even breathe on their necks. Oh. So kinky ghost a little bit easily i can't go then because right. i'm hair trigger someone breathes on my neck and pulls my hair i'm 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 kicked it, out huh? of you know that 200 feet away from stuff uh are, are we gonna have to bring up the time that you punch someone in a haunted house <clears throat> we can if you'd like because mike punched someone in a haunted house before. he scared me it happens it was fight or flight and apparently i fought <laughs> i didn't know what i was doing stop bringing it up all right. Uh, the USS Little Rock has unexplained footsteps, whispering voices, and even a water tap that turns itself on. And apparently there's a possible sailor who's lonely and follows women around the ship hoping for comfort. And there's another ghost that's a prankster. So one of them's a pervert and one of them's a prankster. Ah, the classic uh. trope. The pervert and the prankster. Uh, it's like hollow notes. Pretty much. Uh, and th- there's tons of stories online of People, I'm, I just, I completely ignored that because I don't even want to think, I don't even want to process what you just said. That's, that's fine. You don't have to. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's no requirement to process the way that my mind is working. As I was saying, uh, there are reports of many spooky goings on inside of the three ships, and there is an eerie feeling inside of them. Uh, I don't know. They do... They, I think they do tours, and you can also just go in there by yourself. Uh, I did. I have not done a tour. I think a tour would be interesting. Hmm. Uh, but yeah. I wonder if it is a possibility to do like an overnight in these ships. Hmm. That'd be really. That would rad. be sweet. That's something we should look into. Yeah. Definitely be down for that. Because and if we could like record from in there. Ooh, that'd be find, rad. Find yeah. John the rapist. Yeah. And then uh, George, and then uh, the one that's a prankster, and John. John was you said John the rapist, right? I did. And then the other one that follows women around, and then the prankster, and then George. There's four ghosts that we could look for. <clears throat> that's pretty sweet. It's like it's like a weird Beatles, John, George, whoever the hell the other two are, Ringo and Paul. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean I know Close those enough. ones, but who cares about the other ghosts? <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. Uh, and I, with both those boats seeing time in action and having sailors pass through them over the years, you have to feel, uh, you have to think that maybe some spirits latched onto it, or maybe an officer that worked on the ship for many, many years and that was like his home for a long time maybe latched onto it. So it's definitely a possibility. Uh, and I can see a lot of uh, ghosts inhabiting a place like that. Makes if sense. I, if anybody knows if we can get on there at night, yeah. please. Like or get us in contact with someone yeah. who could get us on there at night. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd like, be awesome. Just like spend like four hours overnight in there or something. That'd be great. That'd be great. Be way in We it. are planning on on going to all these places. Um, actually, just uh, the other night, Phil and I uh, went to Pigman Road. We we'll did. We'll tell you a little bit about that later. Yep. Ooh. Unfortunately, but, Jerry couldn't be there because he had to go sleep. I'm an old man. I'd cherish my sleep. Well, you have to deliver people's mail. and espe- I do. Especially this time of year. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to get them votes in. Yeah, exactly. So, Mike, it's your turn. All right. So, tonight I am covering the Van Horn Mansion, and that's located in Burt, New York. That's a great St. Motel song. Ooh. Van Horn Mansion or Burt, New York? Van Horn. Oh. Never heard it. I'll have to check it out. Um... So the Van Horn Mansion 
was built by Judge James Van Horn in 1823. It's the site of the town of Newfane's first town hall meeting on April 6th, 1824. The uh, name for the town of Newfane is believed to be a, it was believed that it was chosen by the town postmaster. The mansion includes 16 rooms and five bathrooms. It's located on Lockport, Olcott Road in Niagara County, New York on Route 78 and is also considered to be haunted. It is one of many National Register of Historical Places in Niagara County. So here's a little bit about uh, Mr. Judge James Van Horn. Uh, Judge James Van Horn was born in the state of New Jersey. Uh, he moved north as the famous Erie Canal was being built, uh, and he settled in Newfane in 1817 with nine kids. Oh, he was getting a busy. Uh, were, were they all from the same woman? Because back then, with giving childbirth, was not the same. That's uh, true. I don't have so any if that wo- if that now. poor woman birthed nine children back in what year? What year was this? This was 1817. So yeah. before that, fuck before that. Before that, because she was just a water he moved slug. there with these nine kids. Good, good lord. Um. So Van Horn, that poor woman. I yeah, know. right. She, her ghost is the one that haunts this place. It's got, <laughs> it's got to be. Jesus, it's got it has to be. be. She's so pissed off at him for making her go through that nine times. <laughs> nine fucking times. Um, Jeez. So uh, Van Horn uh, built a grist mill and was the first builder of a wool mill in Niagara County. Um, that was in 1842. Um, he became one of the four, one of four Niagara County's first judges in 1821, and in 1823, he built the brick Georgian-style Van Horn Mansion, which was the first brick home in Newfane. Um, and he was also the town supervisor from 1829 to 1831. So there's a little backstory on him. Um, so the mansion, after the Van Horns, to put it in a way, died out. Um, the last surviving Van Horn sold the mansion to W.H. Davis of New York City in 1910. Then it was owned by Herbert Pease, Douglas Patterson. He was from Nova Scotia. It, it just changed ownership like crazy. Um, and uh, in 1959, the building was converted into apartments by John Strickland and eventually was left for vandals. The Nori Chemical Company, though, acquired the structure and donated it to the Newfane Historical Society in 1987. Uh, the Newfane Historical Society has maintained its splendor and value to the present day, and it has held Victorian teas, tours, and underwent numerous volunteer renovation programs over the years. So now is where we get to the hauntings. Um, so there have been... A, there's been a lot of speculation over this... Uh, this girl, Melinda Niles Van Horn. And that's the woman that gave birth to those nine kids. That's the wife, right? That is the wife. Mm. That is the wife. Called it. That is the wife. Nailed it. She died over 150 years ago, and she's one of numerous spirits that haunt the man, the Van Horn mansion. Um, in 1863, 28-year-old James Van Horn Jr. married a 20-year-old beauty named Melinda Niles. Um, within a year, Melinda would die. And while it is prominently considered due to childbirth, um, many mysteries remain around her life and death. Am I am, am I going to be two for two here? You might be. Yeah, you just were pretty um, much. So there's a lot of speculation around the way she died, and some of the theories include 
that Melinda was thrown down the stairs by her husband, who was angered that she could not have children. Jeez. Um, well. She committed suicide. Oh, okay. All right. She was poisoned by her husband or father-in-law. Okay. She died after a brief illness. Who's the father-in-law figure in? Why are there so many theories on her death? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, was it just not looked into? I... This is just what people have speculated over the years and back then. All right. Um, she. It's kind of like how we thought, like uh, in Pigman Road, that the train tipped over due to an do an actual oh, frog. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, a correction. snow frog. We have a correction. Wait, for that. wait. We have a correction. Yes. It wasn't a beefy. No, because like, there, there's a Wikipedia article on frog on that. <laughs> it's, it's not unfortunately another frog. not an ice frog. Oh. I what? know. My dreams were crushed. Mine I, too. Mine I, too. I, I was it was on I was on Wikipedia because we were going to Pigman Road, and I was looking up to see if the they had info on the train accident that he was talking about. Okay, and uh, you know how on Wikipedia there's a little blue things you can click on, right? Well, one citations. Of the, or yes, whatever. one of them was frog, and I clicked on it thinking to see you know fucking frog. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A frog is an old fashioned word for a railroad crossing. Oh, so when two tracks for, come, come together, on. which pisses me off. Because why would you say frog? Frogs existed back then. Yes. Making me look like a goddamn idiot. Yeah, so. Yeah. I still believe wow. it was a snow frog. I, I it was building fucking igloos <laughs> and was like, yo, you're infringing on my rights. I own this train track. Should have been I'm hibernating. I'm flipping this fucking train. The frog killed a rabbit, used its pelt to... It was like the Rambo. a jacket. Like. It was the Rambo of fucking frogs. Yeah. And it was the only one of its kind. And this tra- he sacrificed his life to, to kill this train. Good on him. All right. We're going to have a fucking memorial for him at yeah. the end of this episode. Well, he's he's going to be our mascot. Not that that Snow frog. story was funny, period, but... <laughs> It's not funny. It's but not when you funny. Think it's an actual frog. But when you, yeah. it when makes you, you think laugh. it's a frog, yeah, it's like what the. F- when you hear so... the when you hear they went down the thing and pointed to it and went, it was a frog. But yeah. now that takes out any humor. It possible. does. It does because it was just a frozen over thing where two railroad tracks come together. The story's just extremely sad at yeah. this point. Yeah. It's a lot less impressive. Now it just, yeah, now it makes me really sad again. Yeah. So in your minds, imagine it was a frog. If you would like, if not, it was just. Where the railroad tracks meet, and sorry that huh. we didn't know what that was. The more you know. Yeah, because who the fuck would call that a frog? The 1800s. Not I. Right. Um, so more theories on uh, how uh, Melinda died. Um, she died after giving childbirth. Um, she died by fall by a falling tree branch that crushed her. Um, and the last one is she was murdered by her husband after being caught having an affair with a servant. Um, was anybody around when this woman existed? Because it these, sounds like these, this really runs the gamut. It, it really does. I mean, these... I mean, there was fucking nine other people. We knew that just because of, you know, the she other made kids, nine but, other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't it, it, Yeah, these are just... You know how shit goes. This poor woman. People, people just... There's always theories on how things She happen. had to give 1800s right. childbirth. Allegedly. Nine times. If, she died if, at if fucking she... 20. She died at fucking 20. Okay, then she didn't get Wait, when did she start cranking out nine <laughs> yeah, kids then? then she, like, she must not seven have had... Seven years old? Oh, she or... must not have had all nine of those kids then. Was she no. a child wife? So I'm one for two. Um, <laughs> well, this just got... 
Gross. <laughs> oh, I think I think this this must have been his first wife. Does this must this, have been? Is there any mention of a second wife? Um. Well, let's keep going. Uh, following her death, the Van Horns kept everything quiet and buried her on the grounds near the mansion. Her quick funeral was held January thirteenth, eighteen thirty-seven, only ten days after her twenty-first birthday. Dang. And uh, long after rumors began of her ghost remaining at the mansion. So, moving forward, I don't think there's any mention of a second wife when I was reading through it. Um, this woman was so, basically like as soon as she was. I ready think we to can go. assume. I think we can assume. As soon as she back then, times were different. Yeah, yeah. She had to she had to start popping out when she was like fourteen. But she was probably also helping pay rent and all that stuff at that point and working, doing whatever, because back in those days... Oh, I mean, the dude uh, was, was a judge in town too. So yeah, she was probably just was a stay-at-home. Yeah. Yeah. That, that they had servants, so... Yeah, yeah they, right. they, they, were, they had good money. They were loaded. Money. They lived in a 16-bedroom, mm. five-bathroom mansion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so she was... Her sole purpose, and it's terrible to say this, was to be cranking out this guy's babies. And that's all she did until she died. Basically. It's fucked how it used to work. Um, wow. So, on her tombstone, um, I was able to find a picture, and this is what her tombstone, uh, her gravestone reads. It says, Sleep, Melinda, sleep, where the flowers bloom and zephyrs sigh, where I may come to shed the tear that streams unbid from souring eye. So, that's kind of heartwarming. It's kind of nice. In its own yeah. way. It's a little poetic. Um, but anyway, after 1910 and the departure of the Van Horn family, the mansion would see large spans of time with no occupants falling into disrepair and being repeatedly vandalized. Uh, rumors began of spirits being seen on the grounds and inside the building. Uh, passerby swore that they would see the ghost of Melinda staring at them from the upstairs window. Cars have skidded to avoid being hit by a young girl running from the mansion who later vanishes. The girl is often believed to be Melinda. Uh, even when the house has residence, the hauntings would remain. Uh, people have seen Melinda at the top and bottom of the ornate stairway, dressed in blue or appearing in a white mist. At the same huh. time? Could be. I mean, if like, I had a power as a ghost, I'd be omniscient. I'd be all over the fucking place. You'd, you'd, you'd hear me in the bathroom, and then you'd be like, what the fuck, there's someone in the bathroom... And you'd turn down the hallway, and I'd be in your fridge, just eating food, in the feeding fridge. the other ghost, mm. shitting. It's it's like the circle of life. You'd basically be Slimer. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. But, like, with two. One's just constantly shitting. Two the Slimers. The other one's just constantly eating. When I die, that's my fucking goal. I want to do that to one of you two for the rest of eternity. Why do I not... You just, I just don't even question that. I knew this was coming. You just volunteered. You just you just gave me the permission. Yep. You I gave me the okay. Have fun with him. Didn't permit anything. Oh, you don't. You don't have to. Your I can eyes. See, I can see it. Your eyes. Your said eyes gave you permission. My eyes. Your eyes said I can not shit. Giving a come. I can take ghost shits in your toilet for the rest of existence. <sighs> your existence. All right. Well. Um, we'll figure it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna ghost double decker one of your toilets. Nice. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know why that got me so hard. <laughs> Ghost double deck a toilet. Yeah. Oh my God. 
Um, decades, decades passed and many sightings would continue. Uh, countless visiting psychics have long considered the building haunted. Uh, people have held seances there. They've recounted other paranormal occurrences as well. Uh, historical society members have often seen Melinda fully dressed in the mansion. There's also a smell of untraceable so. lilac yeah, perfume right. in certain parts of the house. Um, the grave of Melinda um, is located in the Rose Garden on the north side of the grounds. Uh, Melinda's body was found by cadaver dogs in 1992 Whoa. and moved to its permanent resting place. The south, year of our Lord, Bill Clinton. The year of the, the, year of the Clintons. Um, and she was moved to her permanent resting place south of the mansion. Uh, her gravestone has been mended and placed over her remains. Uh, folks say that Melinda's body was found. Her ghost, once her body was found, her ghost stopped haunting the mansion. That's um, wild. It is wild. It's wild that in 1992 like, they found her. You guys, you, you guys didn't later. even bury me where I wanted to be. And now I'm going to fuck with you for 150 years. Until you fix it. Right? It's like, yep, you're gonna move me, and then in 1992, we're fucking done. Impressive. Yeah, it's. Cr- I I was shocked that it was that recent. When I read that, I was like, 90 fucking two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, along with Melinda, of course, there have been other unusual sightings, which still continue to this day. Um, in the attic, the maid's bedroom has closed. The maid's bedroom door has closed by itself. <laughs> the door to the attic has also slammed as well. Uh, other claims of activity include whistling which is said to be done by the servant who worked out in the uh, carriage house and also the smell of tobacco in the men's smoking room on the second floor when no one is in there. Others have witnessed a shadow-like figure in the attic and volunteers have captured video evidence of an unidentified figure peeking out of view in the kitchen of the mansion. Um, During the time Nord Chemical owned the building, their attempts to build offices continuously failed due to hauntings, um, part of the reason they chose to donate the building, actually. They were trying to do renovations and shit, and ghosts were just like, don't touch that. <laughs> Lay your finger, get, get your fingers off my stuff. Isn't how this goes. Yeah, this isn't, oh, we lived here first, thank you. Um, okay. Bruh, stop touching my shit, dude. We've been here for a while. <laughs> We've been here for uh, much longer than you. you I like your, the feng shui. You ever have squatter's rights? <laughs> the fuck? The feng shui of my squatters yeah, rights. Squatters rights. Um, so during renovations under the uh, society's project, uh, roofers witnessed faces in the windows of the vacant mansion and saw lights flicker for no reason. Carpenters saw spirits appear to them as well. And today, the ghost sightings are not as common as they were in the past, possibly because the mansion is used much more often in the last decade. Um, but however, there are still plenty of supernatural occurrences that happen to visitors annually and society members continue to learn as much as they can about former residents in hopes of keeping their spirits alive by sharing their lives with all who visit, which I think is a beautiful sentiment. Mm. They keep trying Mm -hmm. to pass on these people's lives and learn more and more about them to keep them alive in spirit. Sweet. But do you really want them to be alive in spirit when their spirits are haunting you? Why not? I mean, it sounds like the, you know this was a very interesting place. I would like to go see it. When did the guy sell it to whatever? Um, let me look that. Like, when was when was the last the last Van, Van Horn. Horn the last <clears throat> Van Horn sold it to W. H. Davis of New York City in 1910. 
So that's when it changed ownership. Oh, okay. Wow. That's when it, yeah, 1910 is when the Van Horns were like, yeah, you can have this shit, so dog. They had it for like 100 years at that point. And then they're yeah, close to. We're going to the south. <laughs> yeah, they were like, fuck yeah, it. Probably. It's too cold. So, yeah, but that's all I got on the Van Horn Mansion. Hopefully we can get there one of these days and check it out. And maybe if anybody knows anybody about the Newfane Historical Society's findings there, please. Are they, are they, what are they doing with it now? It's like a B and B. They were saying that it's just used for like tea parties and stuff. Like it was like Victorian tea. Is that? I think that was the most recent thing that they were using it for. So they're using it for Victorian cosplay, basically. Maybe. Basically, they just go there and they start throwing a bunch of like boxes of tea into the lake. <laughs> like having they're their like, own oh, like Boston go. tea party. They're having the new Fane tea party. The new, new Fane, Fane tea new party. Fane is separating from the rest of the United States. <laughs> they're like fuck that. We're not paying for our mansions. Because they're a little tardy. Well, uh, now it's it is a little bit after Halloween, but we have a PSA that we think is is pretty apt for every Halloween, for Halloween's to come, and for pretty much every night that involves a costume, and it's someone that we all know and love, and uh, I think he has some very important words to say. So let's give it up for the Dark Knight. And now for a public service announcement on Halloween safety. Hey kids, it's me, the Dark Knight, here with some Halloween tips for you this season to make sure that your Halloween is safe. Tip number one. Don't go alone. It may be tempting to go out and trick or treat all by your lonesome, but be sure to be in a big group of friends or family. Tip number two, be sure to check your candy. You never know who will put what in order to harm you inside of your delicious Halloween treats. Tip number three, stop dressing like me. You never know which one of my arch enemies may be in the neighborhood that night. Whether it be Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, or even the Joker. Plus, I'm getting real jealous of the fact that your mommies and daddies take you out every year. Year after year, I sit back and have to have Alfred take me to go get candy. Do you think I don't miss my parents and seeing you dressed up with your parents makes me sick to my stomach? I mean, come on, as if it isn't already enough that my parents died when I was your age, causing irreversible effects on my psyche to dress as a bat and train in martial arts to fight for your dumbasses on the streets of this city. I mean, come on. There are literally endless possibilities for different costumes. There's Fortnite. There's classic horror Halloween costumes. You can literally put a sheet over your head and be a ghost. Just stop. Being me, give me this Halloween off, 
and don't be the Batman. And I take back everything that I said. Uh, that was the weirdest PSA I've ever heard. Yeah, I think he's uh, struggling with some things there. Yeah, I, dude, uh, Batman's got some deep-seated issues, and I think it's because of Joel Schumacher. I think he's right. Mm. I think mm-hmm. he's right. I don't think it's fair that we get to dress up as him when he does so much for us. Nipples or no nipples? N- nipples. Listen, I nipple Batman, like the Clooney one. It wasn't Clooney. Clooney. It wasn't Clooney. It was Clooney, and we've had this argument. No, it's we Clooney did have this and argument. And I we looked it up. Out it wasn't Clooney. Look it up right now. Look up it's, Batman it's two with the bat Kilmer nipples. It's Val Kilmer and, and Batman Clooney. Forever. And Clooney. no. And Clooney. No, because he got so so much shit for the bat nipples with Val Kilmer, he got rid of it. That he hacked him. With Clooney, but he gave Clooney the fucking Batman credit card. Boom. Bat nipples on Clooney. I'm not shitting you. You want to sit here. I know everything about George Clooney's nipples. Clooney nipples. They were on both. But the bat card, I'll tell you this. My question. The bat card, okay? Very low APR. What the fuck does a billionaire need a fucking credit card for? He's a billionaire! Just pay cash for it! Maybe he wants to pay for it later. Maybe he doesn't feel like paying for it right now. He is a trust fund Everybody has has the option. If we're we're talking about nipples on the bat suit, Val Kilmer's nipples are... I think they're a lot better. They're pronounced. They are pronounced. They're a lot more... They are there, though. See, you tell me they're not, but they are. But... Kilner didn't have the back credit card, which again I think is stupid. He's a billionaire. Just pay cash for it. Yeah, and uh, makes sense. Uh, he also didn't have fucking thirty-eight-year-old Jerry O'Connell as <laughs> fucking Robin. That's that's very true. That's very true. Hey, listen, the guy's the boy wonder. Wonderful. He wants to. He wants to. He wants to relive it, man. I if I was thirty eight years old and George Clooney wanted me to fight crime with him, you fucking oh, bet I would. Hell yeah. You fucking bet I Hell yeah, I'd fight crime with George he Clooney. He could call me his boy chin, Robin or whatever. George Clooney's chin could free the city of New York. Probably could. Yeah. All on its own. Yeah. Even I, without his like without him knowing that yeah. his chin is doing like, this. Did you ever watch the Fairly Odd Parents growing up? Yeah. Yes. The chin. The Crimson Chin? Yeah. That's George Clooney. Pretty much. That's fair. Yeah. But he made a terrible fucking Batman. He didn't even he didn't even bother to change his voice. He's just Not like at all. he shows up and he's like, Hi. Hi, <laughs> I'm George Clooney. I'm Batman. Yes. That's, that's like That's fair. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. okay. Cool. Uh hot take, real quick. Alright. The best I don't actually know if it's a hot take because it's the only right answer, but the best is Batman is Michael Keaton. Hands down. Hmm. I agree Hands with down. that. And What's the second best? I would say Christian Bale didn't do too bad. Oh, are we talking yeah. about? Are we talking about just just live action Batman's? Yes. Okay. We'll, we'll stick to live action. Okay. Because yeah. Kevin Conroy is the best Batman of all time. He, oh yeah, he did the voice for the animated series. animated series and the Arkham games. Yeah, yeah. And he or uh, Mark Hamill is the best. Well, hands down, cartoon Joker. Hands yeah, down. Heath Ledger's the best on screen Joker. Absolutely. Right. Although Joaquin Phoenix, gotta he was give good. It to him. He gotta he give it to him. He's like well. up there with me. But I, he, if, no. if we're talking about movies with Batman, right now we're just like we're making like subgenres yeah. of Batman movies. So Basically, like, well, we didn't do that. We just did. We no, we did not. They did it. 
you, you're you're going to blame Hollywood for this one too. Yes, we can blame them for a lot of things. That's fair. That's fair. Look at Harvey Weinstein. That will yeah. see. Yeah, Did Hollywood he, can be blamed for everything. I saw an article not too long ago that said like Harvey Weinstein may die in prison, and I out loud. I was like, good, yeah, fucking good. He oh, should. Yep. What like why is that? A... Mm, never mind. <laughs> The fact that his Why? lawyers are using that as a defense is like... Well, he might die in there because he was, you know, he's old. No oh, shit. Good. Goodbye. See ya. That happens when you get old. Yes. People die when they get old. That's a hot take from Jared. Remember, folks, one day you will too <laughs> get old and die. And speaking of Jared, so what is about. next? Oh, what a segue. Uh, so what is next is the uh, Hinsdale house. Also, Jared, Yep. Uh, my girlfriend said that you are her least favorite. Sweet! Wow, I love it. I love it. It's probably because I barely say anything. I just no, it's because here, like, uh, she used to date mm-hmm. someone named Jared, and he was an asshole. Wow, oh, Jared! Okay. Why would you do that? Yeah. All right. So uh, I just thought she, she hated she's a, the subs. worst talker is Mike. So okay. you're fine. That's with that. fair. That's fair. All right. It's just your name. I think it's Pedro too. Like he comes in hot. Yeah, like, uh, P- Pedro shit, and like, Penny. When you purring. hear when you hear Penny coming down the hallway, and it's like, is that a man? Oh, yeah. Nope, it's just Penny. Nope. Just so you guys know, it's just a cat. The front porch pets are in the house. Yep. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Jared, what do you have, bud? So we got the we got the Hinsdale house here, and uh, is that a bed and breakfast? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. I'm I'm not entirely certain that you would want to go there to eat. Is it breakfast. still standing? It's still standing to this day. Is, and, is there uh, anything going on? Here's the thing. Well, let me. Can I? No. Can I use my Answer words? Answer my fucking question. I'm going to use my words, right, and then your question will be answered. So, I don't have the patience. To understand why this house is so haunted, we have to go all the way back to the late 1700s. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah, so buckle up, because wow. it's going to be a minute here right. before right. I, I got, answer you. Hold on. You dropped your stuff. I got I got, I got my Proud of you. On. You got it. All right. You're buckled in. I see it. So... There was a bloody Native American battle that took place in and around the land that the house currently stands on. This resulted in many of the bodies being buried in the hills. In the 1800s, the house was also said to have been inhabited by a homicidal pair of brothers. Uh, Legend has it that they would rob and kill passerbys and bury the bodies in the basement of the house. Oh, jeez, that's like Gacy-esque. Right. It's like Gacy before Gacy. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's no evidence proving that they were clowns. Where's the house located? Or without the kids? Hinsdale, New York. Where the fuck is that? No idea. Maybe like an hour and a half from here? Two hours? All right. So it's like a bit of a drive. It's in Cattaraugus County. I can give you that much. Okay. I know that. That gives me a rough area. Right. So, you know, you, you kind of have an idea from that. So in the middle of nowhere. Okay, continue. Yes. So this resulted, uh, yeah, yeah. Lost my train of thought. I'm back. This brings us to present day because that ended the last part of the story that I was telling. The two brothers? Yes, with the two brothers. So this brings us to present day with the Dandy family who moved in during the 1970s. Ooh, Ooh. Dandy. Dandy. Yes, the dandies. The dandies. And they began experiencing paranormal activity like almost immediately. So, Like the movie? Yes. They watched the movie in the 1970s well before it was made, Mike. 
Okay, oh, so that's paranormal. Wow. That's paranormal activity one. There wow. you go. Yep. I'm so first sorry, one. Jared. The first one. You, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I mean, I didn't mean to hurt. They you. were ahead of their time. That's what I'm saying. So it. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, they come out of the house, and you know, obviously, it's like we said in the middle of nowhere. There's like woods around the house. They hear chanting. As if there's some sort of, yeah. you know, like seance or something going on in the woods. Apparently there was nobody nearby. But they hear this chanting coming from the woods. Freaks them out. You know. Oh, rightfully so. As I would be freaked out. I'd be like, nah, I'm done with this. <laughs> going back inside. But, yeah. So they hear that. It was the first thing that was, you know, a little strange. And then uh, not long after, they started seeing full-body apparitions of a woman in white kind of, like, walk in the halls of the house. That's paranormal activity, too. Would just, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Covering just, all the movie bases here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for the marked ones. Continue. It's a whole, whole <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. Come on. So, <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> So then eventually the uh, ghostly activity started to ramp up and uh, came to a head when a lamp was thrown at one of the daughters. Holy shit. Seemingly from out of nowhere. So Wait, wait, so the lamp came from out of nowhere or the Well, throw? the lamp existed. Okay, that's or what it was. The daughter came out of nowhere. <laughs> the daughter came out of nowhere. There was the a portal and then she existed. Yes, so she came out of a wormhole. No. Okay. So um, it wasn't like poltergeist. No, it's it's just kind of like this lamp was chilling, daughter was chilling, she was like, It's a good time to sit next to a lamp. The lamp was like, Yeah, you thought wrong. And this is the seventies when everything was fucking heavy. Right, right. So that was a probably heavy. So it probably lamp. cranked her pretty good. Yeah. Which, you know you don't Absolutely. need you don't need a lamp taking no. you out. No. That's a horrible way to go. No. It's like Pixar. She was like the eye in Pixar. <laughs> and she just got stomped out by a lamp. Oh, man. That's good to know that that's where Pixar got their inspiration from. <laughs> well, hey, the more you know. The more you know. It's got We've learned somewhere. something today, folks. <laughs> All right. So at, at this point, the family was just kind of like at their wit's end. They're like, eh, we got to do something. They contacted a local priest named Father Alphonse Trebold to perform a structural exorcism which i've never heard it said like that before because normally in exorcism you're doing it on a body or like a human being yeah to exorcise a ghost demon whatever what have you this was to exorcise ghosts from the house so it was done on the house itself oh so oh from the structure itself right right Okay. Which is interesting because I'd never, you know, heard of it said like that before. But my parents' house had an exorcism done, a structural exorcism. And I didn't know that that's what that was. By your parents or by someone else? By a priest who came in. Uh, for, like your parents called the priest? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because like I... it was, you know, we had a lot of weird stuff happening in the house. And it was owned by my aunt and uncle before that, before they both passed away. Uh, my aunt actually passed in the house. So we think it's her, but can't I, be for certain. I noticed that. So I, so for those who may not know, I've known Jared all my fucking life. 
And I used to go to his house all the time. I met him two weeks ago. Being, it's, it's. I did too. You guys, you guys have formed such a good bond too in two weeks. Aww. No, but like, I remember just standing in, in like the foyer of your parents' home. Ooh, big and I'm a taller guy, so I'm like looking around, bullshit on my phone. I look up and I see all these little like etchings on the door jam. I'm like, the fuck are these? Yeah. And I asked you about it. You're like, yeah, yeah. And you told me that story. I'm like, is going on yeah, in this house? They had a priest come and bless the house. Apparently, it was a structural exorcism. Now, has whatever. stuff gone on since the? Exorcism? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that happened and that didn't do shit. Like exorcisms a, yeah. are a sham. That's why he needed to call Max von Sydow. Exactly. We should have done that, but he was busy. He had something else going on with pea soup or some oh, shit. I don't damn. Know. It was his uh, quinceanera. Hate to hate to hear it. So yeah, so anyway, this uh, actually ties together perfectly because this only made the hauntings even worse at this point. Uh, The family was just kind of like, ah, nah, don't want to deal with this anymore. Moved out, said fuck it, sold the house. Um, But the mother, Clara, actually did write a book in 2000 called Echoes of a Haunting about the family's harrowing experiences. Harrowing. And that's something I wanted to get a hold of because I feel like it'd be a cool book to read. I tried looking on like Audible because, you know, walking around eight hours a day, I want to listen to stuff. Yeah. Which would be nice and cool, but it's not on there. So I'm going to have to get myself, get my hands on an actual, an actual what are you, physical a fucking copy. nerd? Yeah, I guess. Look at that. Jared, going the classic route and getting a classic paperback. Use my eyes and actually read instead of listening like a... Like a loser. A loser. What is this, 1982? Yes. Fair. Um, Is that that all in the Hinsdale house? Uh, No, so the house also appeared on the Discovery Channel show. A Haunting. Oh, that's... No, in 2006 it's some weird yeah. i don't i've never really i've never heard i of haven't it. seen it but apparently it doesn't it have zach baggins or the fat bald guy so i don't care but ever since they've been offering you know ghost hunting tours um so you can go and like check it out you can go overnight and actually like stay in and around the grounds and uh see if you hear or like see anything crazy uh also if you really wanted to check it out the house itself has like a constant 24-hour webcam going so if you go on the website yeah you can actually look at it and see if there's anything happening i know what i'm watching whatever they have it (laughs) i'm gonna look that shit up right after oh that's right you did did watch a movie on amazon called the hinsdale i did watch that movie and that was how was it i can't recommended at all was it tell me the plot (laughs) was it better than the baggins film so it was um i i don't know better is subjective in this term give me a rough synopsis i don't know if i could even say it was better but the the rough synopsis before you give that uh this movie is 66 minutes long and it's labeled as a horror comedy yes so and it was made in 2019. Oh, jeez. And it's Ooh, on fresh. a great streaming service that I'm sure everybody has. Named after a rainforest. Yes. So... The Sahara. <laughs> it's a desert, Mike. Beautiful. No, no thanks. I had a big dinner. <laughs> All right, so what's, yeah. the, what's so the plot the, of the movie? So the plot of the movie is basically a bunch of influencers, from what I could gather. 
were super excited because they're making a a movie inside of a haunted house a legitimately haunted house so they go there to film this and uh, a lot of it just basically has to do with how their careers are all going so great and this movie is just gonna put it that much further <laughs> up above for everybody and then I wonder if I wonder if there's a hidden message inside this movie yeah <laughs> like the people that made this movie are like we're gonna make a movie how about how this movie that we're making is gonna propel us into stardom <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah yeah I uh, yeah I get that feeling actually. It was rough. It was rough to watch. It, it was not a fun did hour it, and six minutes. Did it feel like longer than an hour and six minutes? Oh my god, Christ! You know how like you'd sit in math class and you were like, "All right, I've got twenty minutes left in this hour," and then like eighty nine hours later, you'd look and you're like, "I got nineteen minutes yep. left in math class." That's how this movie felt. Oh man, I gotta watch it. So it was definitely really good, and you're recommending it to everyone. Yes. Oh, forever. Everyone go on a streaming service named after a Jungle Prime and uh, <laughs> watch the Hinsdale House. Yes. The pinnacle of Cattaraugus County Horror Cinema. Ooh, yes. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. You know, with the uh, Hinsdale House, I had a lot of people, uh, specifically uh, someone posted saying that their mom uh, used to work there. And then uh, his work mom, at the Hinsdale yeah, house? at the Hinsdale house. Really? And um, after tagging her on Facebook with it, um, she highly recommends going there. So I might be able to get us in there. To I'm do excited to do that. That would be super cool because I mean it's it has a lot of has a lot of history and a lot of crazy stuff. So like it's who knows? You know, I always like to keep an open mind about these things. Yeah, absolutely. You go in skeptical, and if anything happens cool if not whatever right you still had fun with some friends exactly and that's what it's all about that's what the world's all about feel free to chime in phil Uh, i'm just smiling because that's what the don't you consider us friends phil every uh what is every every monday yeah cool i'll take it (laughs) that's one out of seven (laughs) yes i do calm down so, anyway, the, the next place I'm going to talk about is a place I've been to more times than I can count. I know Mike's been there a few. I don't know if Jared's been there. Jared's in, I don't know what kind of music you're into. I don't know what I do either. Okay. Have you ever been to the Main Street Armory in Rochester? Yeah, I've actually been there. Okay. Who did you see there? Affiance? I don't I don't know who that is. Affiance? That's, <laughs> uh... Are they, like, a Swedish death metal band? No, they're they awesome. Are. Yeah, they're, like... Cleveland slash Buffalo, I guess. It's people from both okay. cities. Affiance but, was sweet. Call to the Warrior, baby. Yeah. And they, they also did Africa. They played that live, the Call to the Warrior, and it was like, oh my god. I don't, I don't His know His voice what is so means. good. You need to check it out after the podcast. My, my style of music that I like can be best described as white guy with acoustic guitar. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Dave Matthews. Yeah, and I hope you don't have a problem with that. Uh, but I'm going to be talking about the Rochester Main Street Armory, which now hosts a bunch of events, most notably concerts. And it was originally built back in 1905. And it was built by the United States Army. And it was 
the primary training ground and processing ground for soldiers heading off to World War One and World War Two. Uh, and when there wasn't any wars going on, uh, it hosted a whole bunch of events uh, and auto shows prior to the mid-1950s. And when the National Guard left in the year 1990, it pretty much, much sat in disrepair uh, for 17 years up until 2007 when a man that I've met a bunch of times, Scott Donaldson, bought the property for one thousand u.s dollars a thousand fucking dollars yep it's crazy when was this 2007 so that's like nowadays money basically uh the building was in total disrepair uh there was pigeon shit everywhere because they were the main tenants for 17 years oh cool and was it hard to evict them nope uh and the a funny anecdote is that scott who is blind said that if he knew the condition of the building, he wouldn't have wasted the thousand bucks. Lots of blind talk on this show, too. Yeah. Uh, Glad he wasted it, though, because the armory's fucking rad. Yeah, right? Like, I don't think it's a great concert venue, to be honest. But wow. Fat attitude. <laughs> but he put many, many, many thousands of dollars into the renovations, and uh, it turned it into a pretty solid, not great, Concert venue. I, I don't think the acoustics are that great, if we're being honest. Oh. Well, for your acoustic guy with a guitar, maybe it wouldn't be. My alternative rock radio station that I worked for in Rochester did pretty much, I would say, every seven out of ten shows at the Armory. So I've been there about a bit. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been there like twice. Yeah, I've been there once. Uh, it, it did not only do training for soldiers and concerts after 2007, though, uh, because way back in the day, it was the home to events starting as early as 1925. That's the, the boom of the 1920s after World War after World War One. Uh, there was the Rochester Centrals. It's actually Rochester's first professional basketball team that began playing in the American Basketball League, and that Rochester also had an NBA team. Uh, I think in the 50s or 60s, it could have been earlier, called the Rochester Royals. No shit. Had an NBA yeah. team? Yep. Never knew that. Yep. Me neither. Huh. The Rochester had an NBA team, just like Buffalo had the Braves. Uh, right. The Braves. We should bring that the Braves I remember. Back. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Um, and I think the, the Clippers wound up becoming, the Braves eventually yes. became the Clippers, and the Clippers have a throwback Braves jersey. Yes, they do. Really? Yes, yeah. they do. Huh. It's pretty sweet. Uh, They played six seasons from 1925 to 1931, and they made the playoffs once in the 1929-1930 season when they reached the league finals but lost. After the 1931 season, the league suspended operations, and then the East High basketball team moved into the building, uh, and it contained two uh, guys that played for East High in the armory, in the 40s and 50s that eventually went on to play in the NBA. Uh, In the 1930s, this is really interesting. Uh, In the 1930s, there was indoor lacrosse in the United States, which which blows my mind. Hmm. The 30s. The 30s. And lacrosse has been around a lot longer. It's been around like thousands of years, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forms of lacrosse, at least. It just goes. Uh, Rochester had a team. And the North American Amateur Lacrosse Association... 
uh, known as the Rochester Iroquois. Oh. And it was uh, all Iro- all of the players were of Iroquois descent. That's sweet. And one of the guys was named Jay Silverheels. His real name was Harry Smith. Uh, and he is famous because he went on to play Tonto in the original TV run of The Lone Ranger. From lacrosse yeah. to Tonto. Wow. Uh, every every American's dream. Exactly. I mean, it, not really because it's kind of a <clears throat> racist racist caricature of an Indian. That, yeah, that's but, right. not really a dream. Yeah. It's like a uh, living nightmare. And then Johnny Depp fucking was like, I'm not Native American, but how? And it was like, mm. good God, that's terrible. Way well. to go, Johnny. <laughs> and then he just lost a libel suit. So he's having... He's not had a good 15 years. Have a day, Johnny. Ever since ever uh, ever since the first Pirates movie, Johnny Depp just hasn't been good. Although he does play in a band with Alice Cooper. Fair assertion. He really? also he also plays guitar on the song, yeah, Hollywood Vampires. Uh, and he plays guitar on the song Kansas City from the base uh the what was it? The New Basement Tapes. Oh, which is a super group. Huh. Huh. It's got Marcus Mumford and a whole bunch of people in it. Shit. And he plays guitar on one song. I'll have to check it out. All right. But yeah, Johnny Depp's acting. Not been great recently. That'll happen. Uh, We got to stop chasing squirrels. Uh, The building also hosted many events, uh, like circuses, balls, and auto shows. Uh, And then in 1950, it pretty much stopped hosting events because what happened was the Rochester War Memorial opened up. And that is nowadays known as the Blue Cross Arena. And pretty much all the events that would happen at the Armory got shifted over to the Blue Cross Arena. And it was basically just used for high school basketball and uh, training the military. Uh, so pretty much it, it was very poppin' back in the early 20th century. Sounds yeah. like it. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, but a lot of soldiers have passed through it. Uh, and the first concert that was played there after it was renovated was in 2007 by OAR. Uh, or. And that a few weeks later, uh, the second show was Modest Mouse. Really? Yep. Ah, That's pretty sweet. That is pretty cool. Uh, it has also hosted the Rochester Raiders of the Continental Indoor Football League. I went to see, uh, I had season tickets for their games in 2008. Um, I miss indoor football. We needed the Destroyers back. Mm, it was fun to watch. It was. And the Main Street Armory, it's a very creepy place. Uh, if you've been there, and uh, if, if you've been anywhere other than basically where you walk in, and then there's where the show is. But there's a whole labyrinth to this place. There's a basement that's very creepy. There's an upstairs. There's a tower. Uh, and the basement, to me, is the creepiest part of it. Because I've been in the basement a bunch. Uh, if you walk into the armory, you see you'll see stairs, and then they go up, and you can usually go up and sit sit in the seats that are around the arena part of it, or you can go down, and you usually cannot go down. But I was able to go down, and down in the basement, it's 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 weird. It's a long hallway, basically. It's it, there's not a lot to it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a long hallway with many metal doors on either side. And the metal doors have that, you know, that generic army, like, stenciled on writing? Yep. Yeah. Like that font. Yeah, just it's, spray painted on. Yeah, it's got that, that military font that you see everywhere. 
uh, sprayed on the doors saying like munitions and and explosives and stuff like that in each room. So you could see where they held everything, and then you keep going down a little bit, and you get the green rooms uh, on either side. And one of the rooms has like a shower built into it. It's actually pretty sweet. They did a lot with the green rooms. And back there, there's stairs that go up to the stage. And then uh, if you go upstairs, that's where all the offices are. Uh, and then there's a pretty much a, a whole abandoned part of the upstairs that they don't use, and they leave closed off. Uh, and that's where some of the hauntings have happened. We'll get to in just a second. Uh, and then there's a tower, like a, a tower with a with a staircase you can go up. And it's a cool view of the city, but uh, it's a very creepy vibe in the whole building. Never hmm. been to the basement. I've been, obviously, throughout, like, seeing concerts and whatnot. But right. Just even being in the concert hall part, you can just see, like, it's just super, it's super old. It's super, there's something off about it. Yeah, and for some reason, it's got that. I think it's a cool addition to it, but I don't really understand why it's there. That big stained glass window that's behind the stage. Mm -hmm. There's a big stained glass window behind the stage that kind of makes it look like a church. Oddly. Yeah, which oddly gives it an odd vibe, kind of. It does. Uh, But the Main Street Armory, uh, it does have many uh, exhibits of hauntings. I don't think any... I couldn't find any information on ghost hunters or unfortunately Zach Baggins going to Damn the main street armory. I, there might've been, I, sure I might've missed there. it. Uh, I, th- I think ghost hunters, I think had to have gone there. I could be wrong though. Yeah, but it's no Zach. It's not Zach. This is this Zach. pretty much this whole series is a call out to Zach Baggins. Please we love you. come to Buffalo. Please, please unblock me on Twitter. We want to interview you. <laughs> unblock me, unblock on, me Twitter. on Twitter. I miss you. Yeah, we want to check out your uh, your little center of oddity. Yeah, we want to we want you on the front Vegas. porch with us. We just want we just want to ask you some questions. We just want to talk to you. Yeah, if Zach Baggins came on, we would legitimately do this podcast on the front porch with him in the dead of fucking winter. Yep. Mm. Because mm-hmm. I would want to see mm-hmm. if he actually put a fucking coat on. I doubt it. I doubt it too. I don't think he would. I think he'd just man it out. He probably would. He he probably would. He'd probably get like a thermal paint on T-shirt. <laughs> that's just that's just I, I feel like that's just him. And then we'd see his bat nipples. So Zach Baggins, please play Batman. Full circle. Oh, I think he'd be a great Batman. We could call him Bagman. Yeah, Bagman. <laughs> Zach Zach Bagman. Zach Batman. <laughs> uh, so back to the Main Street Armory. Uh, much like. Uh, what I think Mike was saying with the Van Horn Mansion that a lot of the activity didn't start up until they started to mess around with the building itself because mm. the armory sat in disrepair for 17 years. And before that, there wasn't really any any activity going on. Uh, no one really noticed anything before it was abandoned. And then once they started to do the repairs on the building, that's when they started to notice some paranormal activity. Many people... They have reported full-bodied apparitions and moving objects uh, in the basement. People have been grabbed and poked. And in the basement is where I have felt most of the paranormal activity, uh, the marked ones going on. And uh, that was basically where I felt like I was being watched. And that's the main thing that I feel like anytime that I have 
something spooky going on is that everyone has that sense of you just feel like you're being watched. Uh, it's a weird thing to describe. It's, you can't really describe it, but everyone knows the feeling, you know? It's the worst feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where you just, you don't feel like you're alone. And you do that thing where you're kind of like always looking over your shoulder a little bit. My dad used to watch me sleep a lot, so like... Oh, yeah, because he, yeah. he would sleepwalk. My dad, yeah. I know that sounds weird. Like, that's a weird segue. Just be, my dad used to watch me sleep a lot, but no, like, he used to keep Yeah, his... that was a weird segue. It was. It was, but I'm recovering, you know? I got I'm letting this. you. Um, he used to keep his work clothes in my room for some reason, and he would sleepwalk and just, I think, come up there just out of habit to get his work clothes ready, and there was so many times when I was like a kid that I would just wake up and he's standing in my room. I'm like, what are you fucking doing? And he wouldn't respond. I'd be like, bro, Papa, no. Papa. And then he would just like wake up and be like, what? And then walk out. I'm like, what do you mean? What asshole scared the shit out of me? That's what, what, what might be a worse segue than that is the inventor of a segue ran off of a cliff on a segue. But uh, back to the Main Street Armory. Didn't know that. I love it. I it's love awesome. it. It's very apropos. It, it really is. Uh, in an empty wing of uh, of the armory, because there is there are empty wings, that because they really just have an office upstairs, okay. uh, and there's there's wings to it. It's connect. I, I think it used to be connected. I could be wrong. Uh, down the street a little bit, there's a place called the Eastman Dental Dispensary. And that place... I should have lumped it in with here because I've done a ghost hunt at the Eastman Dental Dispensary. Oh, okay. and that place is is creepy as shit. That's technically the same building, then. It, no, or no. I think that they like there was rumors that they were connected. I don't think that's true. Oh. I think that it was just it's just its own building. It's it's right next to the the uh, the armory. Mm. Huh. Uh, and it was uh, I don't remember. I don't know the history of it. But I did a ghost hunt there, and it is weird. Uh, I wonder if they're still doing it. It's a very, it's very broken down. They haven't touched it in like forty years. Uh, one of the main ghosts there was a doctor that killed himself after he gave a girl too much. Uh, uh, what's the morphine? Thi- no, not morphine. What's the thing that they give you when they're doing novocaine? Novocaine. He gave her too really? much novocaine or something. Huh? And killed her. Wow. And then he hung himself. You know, wow. they say dentists have the highest rate of suicide. I don't know if that's true. I think that is. I think I've heard that before. That's fucked up. I don't know why it would be dentists. Yeah, of all If things. you're a dentist. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, let us yeah, know. Yeah, let us know if you're, if you're a dentist. I feel like it would be like ER doctors or something. You would think. but. No, I thought it was toll takers. I think they're up there too, but I thought it was they're dentists. They're pretty up there. Uh, even more? Uh, with the armory, disembodied footsteps are heard, and locker doors move as well. And the people who are the most fami- familiar with the entity haunting the armory refer to him as Ghost Boy. Uh, and it has been on Ghost Hunters. I stand corrected. Oh, Ghost Boy. I forgot that I wrote that down. It was on Ghost Hunters. And I don't know if they found anything uh, on the armory. Uh, I have had friends, um, my friends Megan and Colleen, uh, they have a picture on Facebook. I haven't been able to find it. It was years ago. But there's a picture of them at the armory, and in the picture there's what I would like to think is dust, but it's a whole bunch of orbs just floating around. 
And if you know anything about like haunted photos, like that's the thing that they look for. And it's wild. It's very it's very eerie looking. I'll see if I can find it. But yeah. uh it's I don't know if I like it. I don't I I just don't mm-hmm. know you're saying it. And uh right. I've had some creepy experiences there. My friend Zach says the place is not haunted because uh Scott, the owner, says it's not haunted. And if you remember, Scott is blind. <laughs> so if I don't really know if he could be the judge for something to be haunted. You would think the other senses would heighten enough for him to feel He's something. He's not Daredevil. Oh. I mean, but there's... You never like, know, man. There's some legitimate science between your other senses heightening. Okay, so so he's Daredevil. Okay, yeah, you don't know what the I guy mean, does in his spare time. we didn't that. He could be. He, he could be the Daredevil be. of Rochester. Yeah. No, but very nice guy. Worked with him many, many times over the years. He says the place is not haunted. So, take that for what you will. So he doesn't feel anything when he's in there. No, no. doesn't feel anything. No doesn't no him. presence. Doesn't think it, huh. thinks that people are just making stuff up. Basically, it might be a little more pure. Than but he has he has kind of leaned into the making money aspect of that because they do do like ghost tours and stuff oh so he won't believe in the ghosts but he'll capitalize yes. on the ghosts yes that's that's right. the american way yeah uh, good on him yep. dollar sign hell yep. yeah scott hell yeah so and i'm sure many of you have been to a show at the main street armory uh it's been a rochester staple for 120 years now uh for not just the military but a lot of events as well and a lot of spirits of soldiers that never made it back home passed through there because it was their final training ground before they went overseas. So that's sad. Uh, probably a lot of uh, a lot of sadness in that building. Seems like it. Definitely seems like it. Right. Yeah. So hopefully Mike has something happier. Well, kind of. Um, if you're in Niagara County, apparently I have your number for this episode because I am covering the Frontier House. In Lewiston, New York. Um, so a little backstory on Frontier House. Um, Frontier House is considered the crown jewel of Lewiston's historic district and one of the most historic landmarks in western New York. Uh, in the early 1800s, it was known as the finest hotel in America west of Albany. I see you. Which, which says a lot. It does. Because, I mean, Albany... The finest hotel west of Albany. West yeah, of Albany. right. Like that, like cuts off the <laughs> that entire cuts off the country. country. Yeah. country. Dude, that cuts it's off the like, ah, country. Come yeah. down to fucking Lewiston. Basically, if Hell you're yeah. not New York City, this is a great exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there it is. If, if you're anywhere other than New York City, Bangor, Maine, or Miami, Florida, <laughs> Maine. Yeah, right. come on down. Oh my god. Or or Charleston, South Carolina. About as far east as you get. Savannah, yeah. Georgia. I'm just trying to name towns. If you're the... not in Myrtle Beach, Philadelphia, South Carolina. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> it's been home to uh, several Niagara Dover, Ca- Delaware. Dover, Delaware. It's been home to several Niagara County businessmen and um, honored guests. The building has been. Well, I mean, on... it is the finest hotel. It is the finest. West, West of Albany. Albany. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I, I wonder is. if it still is. Let's, I'm sure it is. Let's find out. 
The uh, building has been on the National Register of Historic Places listings in Niagara County since 1974. It has served as a hotel, private home, a fine dining restaurant, a museum, and a fast food establishment, also known as McDonald's. Of course. So it went. You're telling me that from a hotel to a home to a fucking McDonald's. This place was a McDonald's. A McDonald's. Why not? And it's haunted a, burgers. It's a haunted burger. It's a it's a haunted hamburger. Um, and uh, the uh, Frontier House is about ten minutes from Niagara Falls. So if you find yourself looking at the falls and would like to grab a ghost burger, um, pretty sure you can just go do that. 10 Wait, that Macdo is still cooking? Um, actually, I don't think so. It oh. was closed, I believe. Um, that would be sweet if we could go visit that McDonald's. Right? Just get haunted. Just go food. hang out. Eat a haunted Big Mac. Eat, a haunted eat, eat Big enough. To, oh, eat enough man. so we die and haunt the place ourselves. Now that's that's a dream right there. Yeah. Don't give me ideas. I know, right? That's like um, Inception. It's absolutely. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Ghostception. Ghostception. Yeah. Um, so the Frontier House was built in 1824. It is uh, situated on 460 Center Street in Lewiston, New York. Um, and prominent businessmen of Lewiston, Benjamin and Samuel Barton, alongside with Joshua Fairbanks, headed the building um, of the tavern inside the Frontier House. The uh, house was constructed from stone. Um, it was uh, uh, had a, it had eighteen men that worked eighteen months laying all the stone for the thirty-inch walls. It has fifteen fireplaces, um, so it's a huge place. Um, everyone in town could see the smoke bellowing from the chimneys on the east and west side of the building. Uh, it was an imposing structure fulfilled um, by the Bartons. Um, it, it, had, it has 14 bedrooms, all with fireplaces, and the fourth floor was mainly used for meetings for the Freemasons. Oh, wonderful. Mm, all right. wonderful. So they had a free mind. Yep, they had a free mind. Yeah. Um, they had a man who was named Mason who was free. Yes, they yeah. did. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Mason. The, the Freemasons are never good news. Um, with so, that attitude. With any attitude. They just like the exchange of knowledge, man. Yeah, but what kind of knowledge? Exactly. Any and all. The most free. Seems like they're dabbling in the dark arts. They could be. Cthulhu. Voldemort. Oh, you're not supposed to say that name. <laughs> I've he never, knows. I've never seen the movies. Like, is that a thing? You're not supposed to. I don't know. I've never read. He who shall not be named. Oh, okay. So Mike's well, our expert. Yeah, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll cover. I, I know a little bit of a little bit. You know what we should do? Episode idea. Jared and I watch the whole Harry Potter <laughs> nine movie saga <laughs> and just comment. Yeah, we do it like an on it like a commentary, <laughs> like an MST three thousand. Yeah. yeah, for YouTube. Ooh. That'd be fun. We'll just put out a new episode. That's an idea. Our non-existent YouTube page. Yeah. It's um, coming. So there's there have been many prominent guests over the years um, that stayed at Frontier House, uh, including DeWitt Clinton, President William McKinley, Samuel <gasps> Wait, Clemens. McKinley. Was that before he was shot? Uh, I would assume so. I would assume <laughs> that they were just 
take his lifeless corpse and throw it on the lawn of the fun, fucking front. They house. might have. I mean, this is for the clout. You, you have no idea. Hey, McKinley's for the gram. McKinley's been <laughs> here. Just so gram. you know, do it. Do it. For do it for the, the vine. Do it for the vine. <laughs> See how well that worked out. Um, Samuel Clemens, Charles Dickens, oh. uh, Henry Clay, Daniel Webster, John L. Sullivan, and Jeremy Lynn. They were all guests. Jer- Jeremy Lynn. Linda. Okay. Like, say, not, not the basketball player. Say, well, we jumped a <laughs> few years here to Jeremy Lynn. <laughs> um, actually, it's Jenny Lind. I read that wrong. Oh, so either okay. way, yeah, I was double right, wrong. Well, close enough. Jenny Lind. No, <laughs> Me neither. Um, but um, in the 1800s, 10 coach trains would arrive and depart from the frontier house daily, carrying these among other influential people. Um, so... The hotel was maintained by its descendants and later turned into a private home. There's been so many people that have owned it over the years. I am not going to list it all, list them all. Um, basically, the most notable out of the uh, people who own this would be uh, McDonald's at this point. I mean, uh, so many people owned it as a private home and it was. Can you imagine? Uh, now, did anyone own it as a home after the McDonald's? Can you imagine owning a house that was once a McDonald's? No, it was wild. like your bedroom windows, the drive-through. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be creepy as shit, dude. Uh, no, actually, after the, so McDonald's, uh, um, so the place was destroyed by water damage, um, and McDonald's oh, so- bought it, and they opened up a McDonald's in it, uh, and it closed in two thousand four. Okay, so the. Did McDonald's build like on the property, or did they reinforce the property and build the McDonald's in the existing? I what? think they might have built it in the existing. Okay, I'll double check and we'll update like next week. Okay, but I'm pretty right. sure, unless you guys want to look it up now, but I'm pretty sure that they built in. Um, and after after 2004, when the McDonald's closed in 2004, um, the structure had been vacant ever since, and it was acquired by the village of Lewiston in July of 2013. Wow, so just sat there for nine years. Yep, just sat there. Um, so on to the hauntings. The um, Frontier House The good is stuff. Give it to me. The good stuff. Gotta give you the good, the good ghosts. Uh, Frontier House is believed to be haunted by a bricklayer who opposed the Freemasons. Because the Freemasons are bad. So... I don't know. According to legend... I'm on the fence. William Morgan was kidnapped and held behind the house until you he was... watched Ancient Aliens? Oh, yeah. Okay. Giorgio, that's my boy. <laughs> Sorry, Aliens. Like, William, so so it, it was a bricklayer who opposed the Freemasons. William Morgan was kidnapped and held behind the house until he was allegedly imprisoned at Fort Niagara. Uh, hotel employees claimed that doors opened and closed voluntarily. Um, workers during the remodeling of the, of the house for McDonald's. Uh, actually, so that confers right there. It was, was turned into a McDonald's. Okay. Um, the workers uh, that were remodeling for the McDonald's found tools and other equipment disappearing before their eyes. Contractors heard strange sounds and windows would open. The ghost of an elderly man was purportedly seen in the pantry, and an employee showering in the residence alleges to have seen a silhouette of a Okay, woman. time out, time out. Wait a minute. A McDonald's employee <laughs> is showering. It had 14 bedrooms. So, the, so... This McDonald's was a self-sustaining community. 
It was. Right? Was it a bed and breakfast for Christ's sake? No. Well, it was if definitely you, bed, breakfast, lunch, dinner. If you if you if you lived if you worked at the McDonald's, you signed a lease saying that I will okay. live that I will sense. live in one of these you bedrooms. Have to live there. So you are never late for work. work. Right, right. Yeah, it's a, it was a well-oiled machine. You wouldn't believe the traffic as I took the elevator. <laughs> exactly. Down. Yeah. For third shift, I mean Fucking Stacy every time. God, that would every suck time. to live she in the would. place that you worked. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you can never call in sick. Uh, there's actually a building. I think it is. It might be in Canada or it might be in Alaska, but it's a town, and the whole town is in one building. I've heard about that. Is yeah. that Fairbanks? Oh, I, I don't. I could be wrong. I, I I think it's in Alaska, but the whole town is in one giant building. I've be- heard that because it, the the, the terrain is just uninhabitable. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so there's a theory that while the structure was being built, one worker fell from the third floor into the basement and died. Huh. Um, the legend says that two of his fellow workers stuffed him in stone and y- used that stone to build the wall of the basement to cover up the evidence. Gee, so they're just like, so, oh okay. man, we don't know what to do with them. Yeah, OSHA would have had a fucking field day he with that. some cement. Put him in the wall. Yeah. And they yeah, just fucking like, OSHA. Build fuck, the wall. Fuck Tim. Was We're throwing Donald him in the Trump fucking basement. That was talking about? <laughs> just build the wall. Build the wall. Put him in the wall. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to make it a McDonald's. We're going to get quarter pounders for years. Mexico will pay for it. Mexico, New York. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, so that's that's all I have on the um, Frontier House. So it was a McDonald's. It was a mansion. Some dude died and they buried him in the basement. <clears throat> Which Great. is setting up like a poltergeist for yeah, the ages. Yeah, I mean, that that's horrifying. If you've seen any horrible horror movie, if you have someone buried in the walls of the basement, it's not good. No. Because if you pay attention to uh, what our boy Zach Baggins, uh, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he's talking to people, the one thing you don't want to do is bury a ghost where they don't want to be buried. No. Or a dead body where not they don't want to be buried. Because then that spirit is going to haunt the fuck out of you. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. if you... You yourself, or if you know of anyone that worked in that McDonald's. Yeah, I want to talk to someone that worked there. Please. And ask them why they showered there, too. That'd be great. Yeah. Did did you shower in that McDonald's? Great question. Um, Just that. So if anyone's older brother or sister worked at that McDonald's. (laughs) Please, yes, please, let us know. We want to have them on the show. Um, So, yeah, so that kind of wraps up, like, our story aspect of, like, the, the places around the Western New York area and, and whatnot that we wanted to cover for um, this part of Spooky Sessions. We uh, wanted to now share some of our stories, our personal stories of stuff with you guys. So, Jared, why don't you kick us off with one of your stories? Uh, yeah, so like I was talking about with my parents' house being just like a wild place, uh, especially when I was like 18 when we first moved in there. Um, it was, it was weird. Like the basement itself just had this vibe, like it it was just like a thick vibe. Like somebody was always there watching you. So not with two C's, not with two C's, like a hard K. Oof. The hard K. Yeah. And it, it, it was weird. Like, uh, there was... There was a time, because I used to play drums and I used to be musical, uh, would go down there and I'd like just kind of sit down at the drums and play, and 
at one point I was there and just all by myself, nobody's home. And I'm playing the drums, playing the drums, and I feel like somebody's standing over my shoulder. Yeah. And it just really weirded me out. And, like, you know how, like, you you can feel somebody before they're there? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you haven't seen them yet, but you're like, okay, obviously somebody's standing there. Like, I can feel that they're here. That's what it felt like, like, over my left shoulder. And I kept looking over my shoulder. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, and nothing. Nobody's there. And it got to a point, like, well, I'm just sitting here playing, like, trying not to focus on it. And it got to a point where, like, it freaked me out so hard. I, like, threw the sticks, stood up, threw my headphones off, and I was like, okay, fuck this. Like, I'm going upstairs. It I honestly, like, felt like something was, like, bumping up against me at that point. Like, it was, like... Ew. Yeah, it was really strange, and I just, I had to get out of the basement, I was like, I can't be down here any longer, not dealing with this, but, uh, yeah, that's one of the minor stories, but I guess, like, one of the, one of the main ones was when we first moved in when I was 18, and my parents were gone, it, we didn't have an air conditioner or anything, so it was, like, really hot during the summer, and I figured, oh, all right, I'll just go down and I'll sleep in the basement. I got this little, like, foam thing that I'll sleep on. So I go down there and I'm watching TV. And, like, the way it's set up is kind of like you come down the stairs from the garage. And you come back into the house itself, like, as you come down the stairs and all that. And there's, like, a kitchen to the left with like a big cutout in it so you could see through and i don't know i guess like the rest of it is kind of like a church hall where it's like a really long you know your parents basement so weird dude empty space yeah it is it is really strange the way it's set up so i'm all the way down at the end and i'm lying there and i'm just watching tv and we had like a bunch of stuff on shelves down there it was basically just where we were like storing everything from after the move and i was lying there like watching tv and i hear things start to fall off the shelves in the other room and it sounds like somebody's just like walking with their arm out just knocking stuff down like one after another did you have a cat did not have a cat. Had no animals. Uh, if you knew my parents, you'd know why. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Won't go into that story. But, um, yeah, so there's nothing but me in this house. And I keep hearing stuff being knocked off the shelves. And it's freaking me out more and more. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't get up because my only way out of here is to go past it to get back upstairs and i wasn't about to do that nope so i just had to kind of hunker down look the other way and try to go to sleep and i just kept hearing stuff and it was like it sounded like 
whatever was pushed over the whole shelving unit at this point. Like, it was just, like, like a really loud noise. Ton of shit falling. I was like, okay, not happening, not happening, not happening. (laughs) What else could I focus on? So I fall asleep. I wake up the next morning. Finally, it took me forever to do that. I get up and I'm like, all right, let's go see what's on the floor. Let's see what I have to pick up. Let's see what's wrong over here. I walk over and I go around. Nothing. Everything's in its place. There was nothing wrong over there. There was nothing off the shelves. Like they were, Everything was still there. I have no explanation for what that was or what was going on. Your parents' house is just so, so weird. Yeah. Do we have a slumber party there? Yeah. I've been trying to get him to, like, go do a night when his parents go on vacation or something for years now. Yeah. We just go down in the basement, and we set up cameras, and we just stay. Yeah. I don't want to. And the he, thing yeah, he is... just does not want to. The thing is, all. I know that it's real, and I don't have to see it for myself, because I know if I but see I do. something, <laughs> it'll ruin my life, and I'll know <laughs> for sure. Even though I already, like, know, I don't want to know. <laughs> so, you can stay upstairs. Mike and I will be in the basement. All right. All right. No, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There, there was a time too. I just want to see it. There was a time too, just it's to kind weird. of reinforce his story. <laughs> I'm a skeptic, so I've never witnessed anything like ghost worthy around right. me. So anytime someone tells a story, it's like if I need to witness that or else I. To reinforce his story, though, the that's one, fair enough. The one time we stopped at his house, and we were like skating or whatever the fuck we were doing when we were younger, and we stopped by real quick, and he had to do laundry or something like that. We literally stopped for like ten fucking minutes. We were in his room, and he, he's telling me a story about what this or that, whatever. I don't even remember. And he grabs a laundry basket. I grab one. We go down his hallway, and it's a straight shot down the hallway to um, right through the kitchen. And you go through the kitchen door to the garage to the basement. That's how you get to his basement. And friggin', um, he, uh, we hear talking in his in his bedroom, and, um. We could have swore like somebody came in and whatnot, and it was so weird. Yeah, it sounded like somebody... I stopped dead in the kitchen, going, "Yo, dude, who's here?" Yeah, it sounded like somebody came through the front door, was like talking, having conversation, like they were on the phone, and then. And you said your aunt passed away in there, right? In the house, yeah. I thought my uncle passed away in there, but everybody's telling me no. I guess like the he got brought to hospice or whatever at that point. Do you think it might be your aunt? The weird thing is, like, yeah, she was a strange person, so, like, uh, okay. it's not... <laughs> it's possible she could be the one that's just, like, hanging out, like... Still chilling with the family. Doing stuff, but, like, my Uncle Frank was... He used to talk like this, and he really loved technology. Ah. Uh. And, like, I always felt like it was him. <laughs> that was... Haunting the house because it would have made more sense. Like, he was just like, he was an odd bird. Okay. Yeah. Your your parents' house is so weird. But it's always, it's got a couple of weird, just uh, strange things about it. Front porch slumber party. Yeah. Down. All right. In. That'll be our first one. Now, as I said, I was skeptic in the sense that I believe in ghosts. Uh, 
but I don't believe in these story. A lot of the stories that people tell, uh, not not yours, because I know you and I have corroborating evidence to believe in your stories. But a lot of the shit that you hear from people, it's just like a lot of the videos you see on YouTube and shit. It's just like this is bullshit. It's hard to believe right, too. right. It's yeah, tough. Uh, like those top the fucking chills videos, and he's like, "Do you think this is real?" It's like, "No, I fucking don't think this is real, and it's obviously fake." <laughs> Number fifteen. Oh my gosh! Burger King lettuce. <laughs> Shut you can up. See here that this employee steps in lettuce. I fucking I hate. <laughs> I can't stand lettuce. him. And Mike told me he was a rapper. Also. He is. A rapper he is. As well. Yeah, it's great. Which is just cherry, cherry on top. Oh, for absolutely! Me. I laughed. Uh, so I don't have a story. Uh, like Mike or Jared would have, but I do have a listener submission. I do have to uh, keep him anonymous, and I do have to keep the place that he's talking about anonymous because he does volunteer there. Uh, But he was a skeptic, and this story changed his skepticism. Uh, He was on a tour of a historical place that has rumors of being haunted. It was him, his mom, and his sister, and about ten others. During the beginning of the tour... They were brought down into the basement. Oddly enough, this part of the building looked fairly new and refurbished. A long, narrow corridor lay before us. Some rugs and chairs, storage for the current business upstairs, rested on each side of our tour group as we began walking past them single file. I walked past them when his mom, or he walked past them when his mom started to freak out. Uh... Behind him, he heard a chair roll across the floor, which he thought maybe somebody accidentally bumped into while they were walking. His mom, his sister, and his tour chaperone, however, noticed something different. The chair moved on its own, and they were the last ones in line. He thought it was weird, but he probably thought there was some kind of explanation. But the next thing that he saw, he still cannot explain to this day. Later on in the tour, they are in an abandoned part of the building, and one of the rules on the tour is not to enter any rooms for fear of the floor collapsing due to decades of abandoned and weather-induced despair. Disrepair. Uh, Somehow, he is drawn to history and even more seemingly spooky things. He feels right at home. He's peering right into every room, trying to imagine what it might have been like before it had been abandoned. He's looking into a large room with some metal bed frames and his sister and his tour chaperone are waiting for him down the hall. He's the last one down there. They're all waiting for him. Everyone else is moving on to another section of the tour. He turns around to go to meet uh, the tour guide and his sister and out of the corner of his eye to his right, he sees a figure, a white dress or a lab coat with arms and half legs saunters down another narrow corridor and into a small room and it had no head he was thinking his mind is playing tricks on him and he thinks it's a woman from the tour group who was wearing a white coat that day he thinks that he she must be disobeying the rules and sneaking a better look into that room and he wants to make sure that she's okay and didn't get hurt so he walks after her he gets to the room to peer in and nothing as he met up with the tour chaperone and his sister He explained to the chaperone what happened, and they say that they saw the same thing along with the chairs in the basement move by themselves in the way that they saw earlier. Oh, it's a weird story. So It's wild. I can't name the place, but historical building that does tours, 
uh, creepy goings on in the basement and one of the rooms with a figure. Uh, now I've never witnessed like a whole body apparition, and I think that would be really sweet. My friend Zach, I was telling you a story last week about him at Rolling Hills Asylum, and that was what I was hoping for when I went there recently, and I didn't get any of that, which was disappointing. Still never been, but I'm dying to go. Yeah. I mean, it's a little pricey to go for a night. It's 50 bucks. But it's huge, right? It's huge, and you get eight hours. So. Oh, that's, oh, that's awesome. Eight, I th- it's either four or eight hours. I forget. Either but, way. That'd be so awesome. So worth it, yeah. So I'm going to follow uh, Jared's path there and uh, kind of talk about uh, the same thing. Uh, my parents' house, actually. And um, to kind of give a little background here, I've known Jared. Uh, I met Jared through our church when we were younger, and um, I've known him now all 31 years I've been on this earth. And Jared, I think, can agree with me when I say that when our parents acknowledge something in the house being so religious, it kind of validates everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just because it's weird because, like, even in my house, my mom was like, oh, well, you just pray it away when you feel that. And I was like, okay, well, even even the fact that, like, she's dignifying this with an answer, like acknowledging the fact that it's there just made it. I was like, all right, you know, you yeah. know that this is here. Like, and it's so, it's so weird. Yeah. It just, it just adds to it so much. It does. It, it makes, makes it even it so creepier. Believable. Um, but, but to kind of set up the, the, the layout of the basement. So I thought it was cool. You know, I moved down to the basement when I was a teenager and shit. And when you're going down to my basement, um, you go down the stairs, and immediately to the left was like a common area with a TV, the, just like every finished basement, you know, the TV, the couches, and my little sister, that was her play area. She was only a kid back then. Um, if you go a little further, there was a door to my room, but there were no walls because my dad never finished it. Um, so I just hung up blankets to kind of keep the divide there from my little sister. Cause I was the cool 17 year old in the basement. Um, and then if oh, you, yeah. I know, right. I was like, boom, I'm sweet. <laughs> um, but if you go to the right, um, it was my dad's workshop. Uh, we had some storage back there. The, um, hot water tank and the furnace were on the workshop side. And my dad would keep it locked and keep a key on top of the door jam. Um, because you know, my little sister was down there. So, I was down there for a while. Um, nothing really started happening for a while. I'd say a good year, year and a half. And as most teenagers, I'm sure you can remember, we are, we're all up all hours of the night, um, four or five in the morning, whatever. And I noticed that I started hearing like knocking on the wall. Uh, there was like drywall separating, which would be where like the storage was and like banging on the wall and it sounded like stuff was moving over there. I thought it was like a rat or something for a while, which is gross as shit. Uh, mm-hmm. cre- almost as creepy. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, you, you hear that and it would stop. And then some nights I'd hear it again. Some nights I'd wake up. I'm sorry. To knocking. Yeah. Yeah. If fun was over there playing concerts way before, you know, 
the format broke up, which was <laughs> weird. Which oh, was weird. Yeah. I don't know why they were over there just jamming out in my parents' basement. They needed a place to practice, you know. Right? It happens. I, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that I could help them in that way. Really launch their career. Um, but yeah, so like you'd hear knocking, you wouldn't. You'd hear it, you wouldn't. And then there was like a good week where it was real consistent and it was getting creepy. And after happening for like a week, a week and a half, um, I don't exa- exactly remember how long it happened. The one morning at the ungodly hour of like 11 a.m., I remember my dad. Yes, 11 a.m. back then. Um, I remember my dad coming downstairs and he woke me up. He's like, Michael, Michael, why, why are you going over to my workshop? What are you doing on the other side of the basement? And I looked at him like, what are you fucking talking about? He's like, I'm not going over there. And he's like, well, the light, the light on, the light's on over the sink. And I'm like, it's not me. So it kept happening more and more. And to be completely candid, you know, teenager going out, partying, blah, blah, blah. My parents aren't stupid. They knew what I was doing. Getting drunk in the woods and going home all hours of the night. That's what we all did. And they were convinced that instead of walking my ass upstairs where the bathroom was literally across the hall from where the basement entrance was, instead of using the bathroom, I was pissing in the sink down there. I mean, who doesn't like a good sink piss? Oh, it's great. I do it here sometimes, man. You can wash your hands directly after. I didn't need to know that. I do it, I do it here for you, Phil. Wonderful. I mean... It does help clean the drain. I got you, man. It's like Drano. Yeah. How much I drink, it's definitely like Drano. (laughs) But yeah, so they were convinced that I'm just using it as my own urinal. And um, so whatever. I'm, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm I'm arguing with my parents, blah, blah, blah. And after it happening over and over and over again, my dad, I'll never forget, he takes me downstairs and he puts a, so he turns off the light and... It's a pull string light, too. I got to stress that. It's a pull string light. All the basement lights were pull strings. There was no switch, only to the hallway leading down. He puts a bunch of baby powder all over the floor. Locks that's it paranormal up. Paranormal activity three. That is. The marked ones? No, that's. That, no, I think there was. The I think there was four, this? and then the There's marked ones. Four? There's like six of them. Oh, my God. But he. So he puts a bunch of baby powder on the floor, blah, blah, blah. Shuts and locks the door. A few days go by, by nothing, blah, blah, blah. It could have been him fucking with me. But the next, the, the, a few days later, he, he comes into my room, wakes me up. Now it's like, it's actually early. It's like seven o'clock in the fucking morning. He gets me up and he's like, Michael, you got to come see this. We go in there, we go over there and that light's back on. And I was like looking at him like, ha 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 you're funny he he told me he's like i swear to you i didn't touch shit after that um my mom who was a stay-at-home mom when i was out working my my brother and sister at school my dad was at work he would she she would hear um like people walking upstairs uh my sister's door would slam she was in the kitchen the one day, she said, and the cupboard doors opened, and she watched them open in front of her. Oh, my God. That's paranormal what? activity, the ghost dimension. So I'm, I'm listening. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to my like mom tell me these stories. And again, it's just super validating because it's her. And she was much more religious than my dad was. Um, 
So when I moved out, um, apparently, so they got a dog after I moved out. The dog wouldn't go downstairs for the life, the life of the dog. She, she's like, no, I'm not going down there. She would bark at shit. She would growl at things. Hmm. So my mom would call me or text me and say, this weird thing happened. This weird thing happened. So that's why I tend to believe it more. You know, being skeptic as well. Again, there's always, you know, reason behind it. But hearing my mom say this shit, man, I, I got I to gotta believe her. Moms don't have a reason to lie with that shit. No, yeah, not at right? all. Not at all. So that's my, uh, that's my little tidbit there, following Jared's path down the uh, basement dwellers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other night, you and I went to Pigman Road. We did. We did. We actually went to Pigman Road. We got pictures up on our uh, social media. You should definitely check out. Phil, why don't you, why don't you explain what happened there? Uh, there, it was, it's eerily quiet. Very. It's in the middle of the woods, and there's no sounds. I get that it's it, it's it's November. It's getting chilly out. Whatever. We actually went on Halloween, remember? We did go on Halloween. It was, it was Halloween October night. 30th into the 31st. Yep. We got there at like 1230 at night. Yeah, so half we got there a half hour into Halloween, and it is dead silent. You you can't, there's no twig, There's a, you can't hear anything, which is weird being in the woods and not hearing anything. Very odd. Uh, we walked from tunnel to tunnel and then back. Uh, saw one car we that did. that did not disappear. No, no, no. It was oh. there. It was real. Uh, but we did have a couple creepy happenings. Uh, one of the one of them was at one point. I think Mike told us to like stop walking. He. This is before the scream, the animal scream. Yeah. We're, we're walking back, and it, you must have heard something. Uh, but before that, in the first tunnel, uh, Matt's flashlight stopped working. It died. The battery died. Yeah, our friend Matt with, went with us, and uh, right, like directly under the tunnel, um, I believe it was the second tunnel, right? Yes. His flashlight. The longer of the two tunnels. Yeah, his flashlight took a shit, and... He's like, oh, well, I used this thing at Rolling Hills. I just went there the other night. I was in there for three hours. I had it on the whole time. So we're like, oh, okay, the batteries died. Yeah. And then we we're walk, we walk down, and we get, I'd say, about halfway. And this is after the first time that Mike asked us to stop. And we get down, and then he, he does it again. He's like, did you hear that? Once again, dead silence. Eerily quiet. And then you just hear an animal scream out of nowhere. It was, yeah. It, it, it was a, I don't know, if it, it wasn't really even a howl. No. It was, it was just like. It sounded like a girl screaming. Yeah. It was definitely, like, I'm going to say animal. I'm in the same vein. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was a It was a loud, weird sound. And it was close to us. Yeah. Uh, but no sounds of, of twigs breaking. Because no, there's no there's no leaves on the trees in this area, which is another another odd thing that I noticed. Yeah, all the trees are bare. Hmm. Uh, it's very odd. Uh, but after that, we, we started we picked up our pace a little bit, and then we get to the second tunnel, and Mike has a brand a flashlight that is working fine. He's got a bright light on it, brand new. And we're walking through the, the second tunnel, which is technically the first tunnel, the shorter shorter of the two tunnels. If you're familiar with Pigman Road, and it, 
I, I, I saw it with my own eyes and I, di- I didn't say anything at first cause I didn't know if anyone else saw it other than Mike, but the flashlight like turned off and then like flickered and then turned back on and then just worked fine. Yeah. Like directly under the tunnel. Yeah. It completely shut off and turned back on. Yep. And hmm. I even said, like, I, I was I think I was ahead of you, and I was like, my fucking flashlight just died under that tunnel. Yeah, and I was like, okay, he saw that too. Yeah, like, it, it, it was quick. Like, it turned off, but I kept walking because we picked up pace yep. after hearing that animal. Yep. And and the whole right time before that and the whole time after that, it was bright and working fine. We also remember the, the smells, too. Oh, yeah, there was weird smells. There was, like it, hmm. like, it didn't smell like sulfur. It didn't smell like, it smelled like rotting animal. Yeah. Hmm. And it we just got like whiffs of it. Yeah, like quick oh, whiffs. That's gross. Quick, real quick whiffs Weird. by the bridges, and yeah. that was that was one of the fucking things I read last week. Yeah, it was electronics not working under the bridges. Um, nothing about screams. The animal things just was odd. Maybe it had to be just timing. Yeah, but still enough to go. All right. Yeah, let's. Let, we should get moving. All off. right. Time for us to fuck off. <laughs> but yeah. So we went and explored Pigman so far, but we definitely plan on doing a lot of these other places. It also was, I have to say, a beautiful night. Oh, the, it was a full moon. The moon was bright and casting, which made it even more eerie. Yep. Because mm. it's you're, it's moonlight and it's bright and you, you can see all the trees and shit. And you're like, it's it's eerily quiet and you're just looking in the woods and it's silent. And it, it's it was weird. Again, you can see all, I took a bunch of pictures. Uh, I put them up on our uh, Instagram. So definitely check those out. It yeah. Was, it was a fun time. It was something fun to do. Our Instagram is uh, front porch 716. No, it's a uh, front, porch, front podcast. porch podcast. Twitter is front porch 716. Ah, yes, you, you can find us, find us on there. What's a Twitter. Uh, you are not on Twitter, Jared. You should be. I am not. You should be. You should be at yeah, this point. Maybe man. at some point. It's 2020. Get with the times. Yeah, man. it's true. I've never tweeted it. It, <laughs> You need to tell people what you're doing constantly. Yeah, it's the only source of information and news that matters. Mm. Just get them. Mm-hmm. The first thing that you should tweet out when you get on Twitter is your blood type and your social security number. That way people know that you're real. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you, your credit card number with your security code. I have heard that, that that's like super secure. That's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. Also yeah. where you live and where you keep the spare key to your apartment. Because that way, it's it's security profile. Right, right, yeah. right. Then everything's encompassed into one. Basically. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of Twitter, Mike, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram with uh, at Mr. Mike here, M-I-S-T-E-R. You can find me both on Instagram and Twitter as well with Buffalo Kennedy. And Jared doesn't have Instagram because he's... I do have Instagram. Oh, you don't have Twitter. Wow. You don't have Twitter. No, They're I've all never the fucking same. You don't have Twitter. You have Instagram. What's right. your Instagram? My Instagram is Umbrella Media BFLO. Umbrella spelled like the Rihanna song. Mm-hmm. My oh. Ella. Ella. His hey, Ella. Hey. Uh, next week, or later this week, all depending on what, what happens, we are going to be talking about one-hit wonders. And where they are now. Yeah. Ooh. So stay tuned for that, and we will talk to you next time on the Front Porch Podcast. Maybe. Peace. Hey everyone, Mike here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Front Porch Podcast. We really appreciate the places you suggested and the stories you shared with us for Spooky Sessions. Hey, 
we're on Spotify now, where we'll be releasing a new episode every Friday. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.